always, I have Chad Hunsberger with me. How are you, Chad? All is well. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) I I really do look forward to that every time. So when this comes out, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Um, That's the day we celebrate love. Yes, it is. Um, I don't like Valentine's Day. Which... (laughs) (laughs) That's not surprising. No, no. It's I don't. Not. I just. I don't like how commercial it is. I don't like that my there's like lots of hoopla and expectation, and my kids get really hyped up on sugar. Yeah, I am a fan of the sugar, so that's I fine. Like chocolate. Yep, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I don't. I feel like it's kind of one of those. I. I mean, give or take, whatever. But I. It's an excuse to like say I love you to my wife, so it's good. Yeah. I don't have. A it's problem. also a reminder that I'm a really terrible gift giver. Um, well, um, that's okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to encourage you on that. It's not, I'm sorry. it's not okay. My yeah. poor husband, he's actually really good and you're really good. Mm. I yeah. like giving gifts. I don't know how great I am at it, but I, I do enjoy that. Like thinking through some of that. It's fun. I'll have to ask Gloria if you're good at it. Mm. <laughs> but I digress. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I do love love. Well, that's good. Yeah, I do. Um, my mom actually... Uh, tells a story about me coming home from kindergarten uh, and I was crying and she was like, what is wrong with you? And I said, I just want everybody to get along. Oh, I just, mm. I do love love. Yeah. I love people to love each other. Right. Well, why don't you just do that? So, yeah. I mean, you know, no doubt. So aside from commercialized love, sure. The, uh, the gospel of Jesus yeah, is, is largely focused on loving other people. Sure. Um, and spreading the freedom that we find in Christ. Um, so the question for today is how do we lovingly, when our culture is so against kind of our core beliefs, how do we lovingly share Jesus with yeah. them? Yeah, I think uh, a couple of things come to mind. The, the first of which is that we have to remember that uh, the their definition of love, they being the world, culture, whatever, is different than than the definition that that Christ gives to us. And what I mean by that, in in general, is uh, I remember this uh, this duo, magician duo. Uh, one of the guys from that uh, is it's Penn and Teller is the name, and and Penn is uh, like an outspoken atheist. And someone gave him uh, one time gave him a little New Testament Bible. Uh, we know it like a Gideon yes. Bible, yeah. <laughs> and so gave him this little Bible, and in the, in it wrote a little note, and uh, he made this little video responding to that. And uh, he said, you know, I don't believe anything that this man shared with me. I don't believe uh, that there is a God. I don't believe in heaven or hell. So therefore I don't believe I'm going to either one of them. Um, and he said, but I really respect this man because he believes it. He believes that, um, I am, am, uh, going to this place of eternal punishment and that he has the answer to not have to go there. And so he said, I don't, I have zero respect for the Christian who doesn't love me enough to share that answer with me. He said, again, I don't believe it, but I do respect this guy. And he said, because for example, I would, if I saw a truck coming for you, and even if you say, I don't believe that that truck's coming, eventually I'm going to move you out of the way of the truck and I'm going to push you out of the way. Even if you fall on the ground and you say, I still don't believe that there was a truck coming. 
And so what I would say is that was, that was a reminder for me that that push can feel unloving mm-hmm. to someone who disagrees with you, who doesn't see that there is the wrath of God coming, who doesn't see that the love of God is their answer. And so to, it, it can be one of those things that uh, can, can feel unloving. So we have to remember that when we go into the conversation, that our definition of, of what love is and theirs, like, is, is going to, to look different. Not like defining marriage and that kind of, I mean, yes, that, but this isn't just, oh, define love in that way. No, it's, it's actually living it out. Yeah. And so I think practically that, that is going to play out in, in the ways in which we as believers display love to one another, as well as ways in which we practically display love to those who are lost. Right. And it, you know, as, as Christians, I think there is a kind of an ongoing conversation about, um, how we, I guess the old saying is practice what you preach. Yeah, sure. Like, like actually doing something. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I think some, some things that come to my mind are things like, yeah, when these are always the examples that get shared in the church or like, oh, when somebody gets sick, we, we take them food. Uh, food is like the international sign of love, right? right? Like it's like we're... <laughs> in the South especially. Yeah, we're, we're making these kinds of efforts. But I think of uh, Rosaria Butter, Butterfield's uh, The Gospel Comes with a House Key, mm-hmm. I think. And, love that book. Um, she, there's this concept of like living life together, life on life, as it says, and the concept of like... Um, oh, you got to my house and for for Thursday night dinner, and there was some laundry on the table, and so you you just started folding the laundry because you saw I was helping my kid with homework, and so we just you cared for me that way, yeah. and I cared for you that way when I showed up at your house, and there was uh, you you were having some people over, and uh, I couldn't cook, but I could rake the leaves for you, and so there's these practical like outpouring of. Uh, sometimes physical labor even, but all of those things really come even more so effectively, not just like free labor, but the emotional uh, shoulder to cry on, the who do you call when things are, are falling apart? Who do you call when you get the cancer diagnosis? Who do you reach out to when, uh, when you have that argument or you, you're frustrated at work? Uh, and man, it would be great to, to have another person walking that road with you. All of that is this matching word and deed. Um, right. I, I, I was I was telling you this just a few minutes ago that we have, um, if, if we're wondering whether or not that is like seen in our culture, uh, like we're we're having a major breakdown in the word and deed category because right now uh, there are seventy two million. Uh, what's called Generation Z. So think mm-hmm. teenager, basically thir- middle school through college. So like 13 to 24, that 10 or 11 years of time. There's 72 million Generation Z in America today. Wow. And 56 million of those are not in church. By not in church, that means that um, that does include, by the way, that, that, that some of those that just show up on like Christmas and Easter, right? The- so... The, the the part the, that does yeah wow so we're talking like not engaged in any way whatsoever 
is is this this is a big big number, right? And what if you if you talk to them, most of them would say, well, uh, the words don't match the actions of what they, what they say they believe and what they do uh, are not matching. So why would I want to keep going there, keep participating in that thing? Because what happens on Sunday doesn't match what happens on Tuesday. Literally at my house, my kids, I, I got a 14 year old that fits right in that lane. And I think I want to make sure that what I literally am preaching on Sunday, I am practicing on Tuesday. Right. And uh, if you look back historically, basically everything changed after World War II, and you can look historically and you could say, okay, well, Grandma, Grandma did. And a lot of times, uh, like that's the generation, they'll look past parents and say, well, Grandma or Great-Grandma, they, they did. Granddad did, didn't just say. In fact, sometimes didn't say at all. Right. Didn't speak, but did. And so now uh, the pendulum has swung and our, my generation has dropped the ball by uh, speaking but not doing. Yeah, we like to sit around and talk, don't we? And, and theorize and uh, get ideas about what things should be and never actually put feet to the fire. So what the generation... Now this young generation is saying, like, that doesn't work. I don't care what you think, right? It's not, it, it's, it's proving to not be true mm-hmm. because you're not living it out. And so, yeah, that, that's on us like mm-hmm. to, uh, as adults now, um, to, to work to display what Christ really has done, what this love really has done in us. So as I, as I think even about that, uh, we've talked before about, like, um, interacting with uh, different people within the church at kind of different tiered levels, like right. uh, primary importance, secondary importance, tertiary importance, and kind of thinking of that in like different buckets. So there's like the gospel bucket that, okay, we can all link arms on that. And so uh, then there's the the secondary um, bucket that's like maybe what makes us a Baptist church is different than a Presbyterian church, but but we agreed on the first bucket, so we're mm-hmm. fine. And then there's that third bucket that's like even within the church that you go to, you can have differences uh, on different things, even theologically, like uh, what happens at the end times. Well, we, mm-hmm. we still believe in not baptizing babies and Presbyterians do or whatever, but we we and we agree on the gospel, but we have this slight difference. I would say that there's like a fourth bucket though, and yeah. that fourth bucket is um, the 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 culture, the people of the world that we don't agree with on any of the other buckets, mm-hmm. right? We certainly don't agree on end times. We're not going to agree on uh, baptizing babies or not because we also don't agree on the gospel. They're not they're not going to believe the gospel at all. So there's a whole different bucket that we have to live and reside in. Yeah, those who hold a different worldview. Totally. Than we do. Yeah. Right. And so now that means how do I display love in these conversations in how do I how do I speak that right? How do I live that right while still holding tightly to the convictions of the gospel and uh, I think there's a variety of ways that we can do that. Uh, it might even be a podcast for another day. <laughs> but I, I do think part of that is realizing, okay, if I'm in this fourth bucket right now, uh, it's likely we didn't vote the same, and that's okay. We might not have the same language. We, like, literally same language. Or sometimes we don't have the same uh, vernacular. 
-hmm. right? We don't speak the same. Um, sometimes we don't look the same. We don't sound the same. All of that because because it's a whole different bucket. And so I would just say that um, that is a place we we need to be engaging in a different way, uh, particularly to live out what we have spoken. So that's I think that's also what is frustrating to people like you about Valentine's, right? Valentine's is this commercialized force time for you to try to do some gift to say that you love the person that you have been making a sandwich for every day for the last <laughs> 15 years, right. right? So I've been showing you love. And, and in some ways, uh, that's what culture is looking at us and saying, you just have a commercialized love. Yeah. You're just like Valentine's. You're, you're just, you're not living it out. You're, you made a good card and you wore your red sweater, but you, you <laughs> didn't like live it at all. And so, no, 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 like, we need to be making the sandwich. Yeah. We need to be showing on an ongoing basis, not just on Valentine's, in our case, not just on Christmas and Easter, but we yeah. need to be looking for the day in, day out, just make a sandwich, care for them in unique ways. Yeah, and ways. I think, you know, it's interesting, like, as Christians, like, and we, we gather with our church family, and we have this uh, kind of a test case yeah, situation sure. where it's like, no, we get to practice this with each other. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that when we leave or when we yeah, we leave the safety of this group of people, we can go and do it to people who we don't share beliefs That's right. with. That's right. And so it's 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 interesting. It's what I love about the church, but yeah. it's also uh it's also like what you were saying, the statistics were really convicting and yeah. um and I think that it's something we need to need to try to think about more. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, good. that's a good word. Yep. Chad, is there anything else that you have? Uh, not today. Not today. Well, thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast. A new episode airs each Wednesday. So if this episode has piqued your interest or been entertaining in the least, <laughs> hit that subscribe <laughs> button and share this on your favorite social media platform or directly with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.